I want to take you right into the unshakable, the, the series of being unshakable. And today I'm going to deal with unshakable laws or unshakable law. And I want to take you into Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 26 in the, in the NLT version. And he says, when God spoke, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice, his voice literally shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also, which he did do, as a matter of fact. This means that all creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. There's where this is the basis for this uh, series. We need to be unshakable. If we're shakable, then we're removed. If we're unshakable, we remain. And this verse jumped out at me this morning when the apostle said in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, he said, you know, we're in trouble. We're, we're, we are troubled on every side. Man, every time I turn around, something bad's going on. Something bad's happening. People are dying all around me. I added that part. He said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down. But listen, we are not destroyed. How in the world can the apostle say that? It's because he had an unshakable law working in his members, an unshakable law working in his mind, in his thoughts, what we talked about last week. It's, it's, it's that unshakable attitude that people get when they know the Lord Jesus Christ. So understand today, I want to be like the apostle. It doesn't matter what's going on around me, I will not be moved. I will not be moved because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world, and greater is he that's in me than any set of circumstances. Amen? So I want to take you into a thought process here. Because everything in God, you have to understand, he never changes, and he follows a plan, a purpose, a process. You do realize the Bible is in two divisions, the Bible that we have. You have the Old Testament and the New Testament. You have the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Now, in the Old Covenant, which is in the Old Testament, I will call it this. Let's call it this. It's the Old Will. The new one is the new will. In the old will, they went by the law, and here was the law. It was the law of works. They had to do certain things in order to obtain their way into righteousness. So they had to work their way into righteousness. But in the new will, in the new will, say that in the new will, which is what we're living in today, but in the new covenant, it's not by your outward works. It's what Christ has done for you. What has Jesus done for you? Well, let me tell you, righteousness righteousness now through Jesus Christ is imputed to you when you confess the Lord Jesus Christ. At that moment, pastors, at that moment, friends, you become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. At that moment. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that he is the Christ and you, 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 you confess, I need you, Lord Jesus. At that moment, righteousness is imputed to you. It's called the law of faith because you receive salvation through faith. And this is important for us all to understand because 
It's all about faith. Say that back to me. It's all about faith. In the next few months, I'll be dealing with back to basics. And I'm going to tell you, back to basics is understanding you have to have trust and faith in God. But there's things you have to understand that's referenced in Scripture that are that's important. In Romans 3.31, he says, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Now, what law is he establishing? you got to think about this. It's certainly not the old will. It's certainly not the Old Testament because now we're in the New Testament and this is the apostle talking. It's not the old covenant that ha- it, because that has ended. He's talking about, Pastor Kenny, he's talking about the law of faith. That's what he's dealing with because that's the only thing that will please God. It's the only thing that moves the heart of God is our faith in him. So where do you find this? Watch this, Romans 8 verse 7. Now, follow me here. Take some notes. Find that one thing, as my son said. Find that one thing that you can talk about, that one thing that you can share with your friends and family. He says in Romans 8, verse 7, the apostle says, because the carnal mind, the flesh mind, is enmity against God. What did I tell you last week? Your thoughts are important. Because the carnal mind is enmity, it's an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Is he talking about the old covenant there? Is he talking about the Old Testament laws? Absolutely not. Watch this. Romans 8, 6, the verse right before that. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be spiritual minded, spiritual minded is life and peace. We cannot be guided by sight. We have to be guided by the spirit. The carnal mind cannot operate then, if you see this clearly, cannot operate in the law of God. The carnal mind cannot operate in the law of faith. That's faith, and that's what he's talking about there. The carnal mind cannot go there, as referenced in Romans 8. Faith is, in fact, it is a law like anything else. You have God's laws in the natural. You have God's laws in the spiritual. And this just happens to be a spiritual uh, uh, truth. Faith is a law. In the natural, we have God's laws like God's law, which he established, the law of gravity. If we did not have the law of gravity, everything would just be flying around. But we have the law of gravity. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. How many people believe that the law of gravity is going to work no matter if you believe in it or not? The law of gravity gravity is going to work whether you believe in it or not. But it's amazing to, to me. It's hard for me to understand this, how people can say that faith doesn't work. Faith does not work. But it does, just like gravity works. You may not believe in the law of gravity in the natural realm, but just jump off of a house, and I'm going to promise you that you're not going to go up, you're going to go down because the law of gravity is going to pull you to the earth. Am I right or wrong? So God's law of gravity works, and it works all the time. It doesn't just work tomorrow, and then tonight it might not work. The law of gravity works all the time. And it's just one of the laws. And likewise, with the law of faith, it works all the time. Say that back to me. My faith works all the time. The problem we have with faith is we just don't know how it works, so we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Why? 
Because there's processes concerning the law of faith. That's just fact. You know, if I'm going to make coffee in the morning, I've got to go to the coffee maker. I have to open the lid. I have to put a filter in it. And, and then I just close it after putting the filter and close the lid and I just turn it on. Is that right or wrong? Come on. No, the process is not completed. I have to open it up. I put the filter in. I put some coffee in and then I close the lid and turn it on. Is that right? No, the process is not complete. I open the lid. I put the filter. I put the coffee. I pour in the water and then I turn it on. And now the coffee can start to percolate if you've got it plugged in. Think about it. Process. So there's processes concerning the law of faith also, just like simply making coffee. There are no processes in the law of gravity, though. No process. But there's processes in the laws of faith, in faith, that affects our lives. And herein lies some big differences in some of the natural laws and the spiritual laws. We're going to deal with that for a moment. Like the law of gravity will work and it's not conditional on anything. It's not conditional on anything. It is there and we recognize it as a law, correct? We learn not to violate it because if we violate the law of gravity, what happens? You can be killed. You can be destroyed. You get yourself in trouble. But when it comes to the law of faith, faith in God, God tells us throughout the word how it functions. The word tells us how it functions. We just don't listen the processes we must go through and how it operates. It, the Bible is clear on this. So faith is a law and it always works if it is applied properly, just like the coffee maker. It will not work if we do not apply it the way God tells us to apply it. So God is telling us, as we read in Romans the 8th chapter, that the carnal mind is an enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God or the law of faith, neither indeed can be. Now, he's trying to tell you something here. you got to look at this. He's trying to tell you if you're going to try to operate in faith in the natural realm, in the realm of your five senses, it's not going to work. He's telling you this. You can't get into faith in the five sense realm. Faith can only work in the heart, the innermost being. I don't see it with my eyes. I don't hear it with my ears. Faith is something that gets inside of me. Faith can only work in the heart and faith can only work in that spirit. We will see why in just a moment. We have to hold on to this and believe in this and trust in this. If we're going to have this thing called the walk, we're going to walk in faith. Because faith, pastors, faith, my friend, is a spiritual force And it works in the spirit of man and in the heart of man, the innermost being the core of man. It has to go beyond. Now watch this. You wonder why it doesn't work? It has to go beyond mental assent. Do you believe God's word? Yes or no? Do you believe in healing? Yes or no? Mental assent. But there are a lot of things we really don't believe because we haven't, it hasn't manifested yet. We've not seen it. The law of faith works, it always works, but we don't believe it or we have become, uh, it has not manifested in our lives yet. Because it's not manifested, we just won't believe it. But it's still a law and it will work if you go through the process. Let me say it again, the law of faith will work. Say that back to me, the law of faith will work, but we must uncover and define the process where we can access the power of God that he's already given us. 
Yes and amen. He's already given it. And I've heard people say, just because you say something doesn't mean that you're living in it. We think that because we confess something that we've got it. Don't tell me you're li- if you're living in poverty that prosperity is happening in your life. You're broke, but prosperity is happening in your life. You're confessing it. I'm going to confess this. There has to be reasons you're in poverty. There's reasons. You've gone through a process and you've, you've achieved it. You achieved poverty. But if I'm going to believe the word of God, I don't believe based on the word of God that poverty is, should be a part of our life. But we went through a process. So if you're in poverty and you say you are prosperous, you may have mental ascent. Now watch this. You may have mental ascent. Your mind, your brain may be saying it, but it doesn't mean it's operating in your life. Mental ascent. Understand you may have mental ascent to something, but it will not manifest until it gets into your spirit. Just because I say you love me doesn't mean you love me. It's got to get into your spirit and my spirit. You may may have mental assent to something, but it will not manifest until it gets into your spirit. It has to be in your spirit, not just in your head. You can think a thing and it not come to pass because it's in you. It's got you. You want to see it. You want to hear it. You want to taste it. You want to feel it. It don't work that way in faith. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. I mean, God does things. Totally out of, out of the realm of the, of the normal. Am I right or wrong? I mean, I wouldn't do it that way, but I'm not God. So if you have faith in God as taught in the word of God, in the Bible, in any spe- specific area of his will for your particular life, then the reality of that thing will be manifested in your life. If you believe it, if you trust in it, if you can see it internally and you won't let go of it. It is real. I don't have to have faith that if I die, I'm going to heaven. I just know I'm going. I mean, I'm going. And that's just fact. That goes beyond anything that I can even mention. I don't have the words to define it. I just know that my God has made a way for me, and he's making a way for you today. All these things have to get into your spirit first, in the spirit of mankind. It's not in the heart of mankind. Mark this down. It will not work in your head. For the carnal mind will never, will never, the carnal mind will never see God's way of doing things. Have you ever heard somebody say in your life, in your family, well, I don't understand that. Man, if God is really God, why is he doing it that way? See, the carnal mind, questioning, constantly questioning. I know some people that, that they don't even come to church. Any, they won't even go to church because one of their loved ones that loved God and went to church regularly passed away. And they can't understand that. Why did God allow that? Because we are natural beings subject to natural laws. And time and chance happens to us. It doesn't negate the fact that God is the creator of all things. And when we go to sleep in the Lord, we wake up in the Lord. Amen. This is why people get into trouble because they want to operate in the law of faith out of the head and it will not work there. People say all I have to do is to receive it is based on this verse. Now watch this. Mark eleven twenty three. The Bible says, says this. But Bishop, you need to hear this. I'm listening. He shall have whatsoever he says. In Mark eleven twenty three, Whatever he says, he's going to have it. I've had that thrown at me all my life. 
So I'm going to start saying things over and over and over and over and over again, what I want, and I'm going to get it. Is that right? Then, because they don't get it, people start saying this face and confession stuff doesn't work. Well, why don't you think it works? Well, I confessed it 300 times that I was going to get a new car. 300 times I was going to get a new job, Pastor Kenny. I was going to meet 300 times. I was going to meet my perfect mate. And it hasn't happened. So based on my experience, here we go. Based on my head experience, this faith stuff doesn't work. All these people did when they said this was produce some kind of a formula. They didn't go through God's process. They created a formula. They thought it was going to somehow magically appear in the next few days or in the next few months just because they said it. They don't realize it has to be linked to something that's happening in your innermost being, in your spirit. Matter of fact, this is not what the Bible teaches at all. But Bishop, it does say you can have whatsoever you, whatever you say, but you got to look at it all. Let's read it all. Let's read the complete scripture, Mark eleven twenty two, And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty three. 23, here's the, the verse. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever uh, shall, shall, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now here it goes. And shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You have to understand the process. The process doesn't start with your mouth. It starts in your innermost being where you know that you know that you know that you know that your God is more than able. Am I making sense? See, God is wanting to do something for you today. But quit just wishing and hoping. Start having faith. Start making positive confessions because you have a relationship with God and you know he will not let you down. You cannot create this thing, though, with some kind of formula. It will not be produced out of your head. It is not by mental assent, but it is walking through the principles and the processes of the way the law of faith works. Note this. and I'm going to conclude with this. Now, listen to me carefully. Faith will always work. Say that back to me. Faith will always work, but you have to develop it yourself, yourself in it. You have to develop yourself in this thing called faith. Now faith is. Now faith is. The only thing that moves the heart of God is faith. Don't you love the Lord today? I just want to take a moment and thank God. It's not coming from my mind. This is just from my head. This is coming from my heart. I love the Lord, and I thank him so much for touching you, healing you. Some of you that are in your home right now and suffering, some are having mental issues. Some are having physical issues. Some are having relational issues. And I want you to know I'm concerned. I've read on Facebook, and different people have called me, and different people have written to me. And I know that you've gone through some, some stressful times. You've gone through distress. But I'm here to tell you that my God is more than able and he's going to bring you out of your distress. Like the, like the apostle said, it doesn't matter. All those things have come upon me. I've seen confusion and stress and strife all around me, but I am not in despair. I'm not overwhelmed. I believe God is going to help you right now. Are you ready for this? I'm going to pray for you and something good is going to happen. Why? Because of me? No, because I have a faith. In the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I have faith in the one who sent forth his only begotten son, 
Jesus Christ. I have faith that whatever I say will come to pass because it's coming forth from here, coming out of the word of God that's planted in my heart. You ready? Whatever you're going through right now, just reach toward that screen. Just lift a hand or lay it upon your heart and let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, first, I want to rebuke sickness. I want to rebuke malady. I want to rebuke that stress and that confusion and that strife. I want to rebuke that, that, that mind that has gotten so cluttered and clouded. I want to rebuke that sickness that's come upon people, Lord. And it came upon them suddenly. And just as suddenly as it came upon them, suddenly it can be taken away. So I ask you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, suddenly take away these sicknesses and these problems. In the name of Jesus, I know, Lord, that you hear me. And I know, Father, there's there's little mothers right now that are being blessed. And the elderly that are being blessed. And the young business people, oh God, that are being blessed right now because they're, they're understanding that there's this thing called faith that, that will operate in their life, that will work in their life, that will help them to achieve those things that are far greater than they've ever imagined before. So Lord, touch them right now. Strengthen them right now according to your word. I only speak about your word because your word is infallible, God. And I thank you. So Lord, bless them, strengthen them, and uphold them with your right hand of righteousness. If anyone's not saved, God, if they don't know you today, let them confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that you went to the grave, but on the third day you rose again. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done and that you shall do. You are the Lord of my life. You're the King of kings. You're the King of glory. We prepare ourselves, God, for the day when we stand before you. In Jesus' name. And they all would say, Amen. Well, God bless you. I thank you for being a part of our online service, online experience. I welcome you to come on out to the house at 1521 Hurt Road, Marietta, Georgia, East West Church uh, for our in-person service. I'd love to see you. God is doing something wonderful. And again, let me thank you for all your support. You are wonderful. You're just magnificent. I love every one of you. So until next week, know something good is going to happen to you.